This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Unwinding. How are we doing? How is your week going? I hope you're having a beautiful day or night whenever you're listening. I have such a special episode for you today. So this episode is with my favorite person in the whole world, my mom. You guys have seen her on my stories if you follow me on Instagram. And I think she was like born for the spotlight, to be honest with you. Like she just, she thrives, you know? So this episode is obviously so special to me because I've wanted to have her on for a while and yeah, I think you guys are going to love it. We, I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm just going to let you listen. I just, I'm just so excited to hear you guys think and get to know her a little bit more. And she's obviously the most special person in my life. So sharing her with you is special to me and I can't wait. So you're in for a funny and sweet and emotional episode and I'm also just excited because you'll get to know me a little bit more too, you know? So I can't wait to hear you guys think. I hope you enjoy. I hope you have a beautiful weekend. I will be at a wedding this weekend. So, you know, excited. I'm excited to go hunting. Um and not like actual hunting, but like you guys know what I mean, right? Um and <laughs> that's it. Let's get into the episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you so much for listening. Tag me if you're listening. Tell us what you thought so I can tell my mom and she'll be so happy. And yeah, I love you guys and I'll see you on Monday. I have the most special guest today with me in the studio. <laughs> I call this the studio, <laughs> but people know it's my closet. And that Ollie's always here. And Ollie's always licking his balls in the background so you can always oh hear God. it. Yeah. So, who is who is with me today? Do you want to introduce yourself? Okay. Hi, everybody. You, some of you know me. Maria. Lisa's mom. Yes. Queen How Maria. How are you doing? Well, they can't answer you. Yeah, but, but I, I like to ask. Okay. That's very nice of you. So... Um, mommy, let's get some, uh, for anyone who doesn't know you, I just want to give them a little background. So tell me, I'm going to move this mirror. Um, we're working with one microphone guys, so bear with us. Um, so tell me where you were born and where you grew up because you did live in a few different places. So why don't you walk us through just like, okay, sure. I grew up in Costa Rica in a small town called Escazú. Um, after I turned eight years old, I had the opportunity to go study in Wisconsin, Madison. I know of all the places. The so hardest. random. Yeah. Cold as heck, right? Freezing cold, hot and humid in the summer. Um, spring was gorgeous. Autumn was beautiful. Um, <laughs> all the seasons. <laughs> all the seasons, right? And then I came back to Costa Rica to finish high school. 
and college. And then you so, stayed there. And then I just stayed here. And, um, no, in Costa Rica. Yeah, of course, in Costa yeah. Rica. She's um, yeah. here with Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> in Costa Rica. So that's part of my youth. Um, and how would you... I just have... There's so many things that I want to ask you because I think you have such a beautiful story and a story that... I don't think a lot of people know. I mean, like the people in your in your very like in your Every very close people, yeah. your very close circle knows, but I think a lot of people when they meet you now, they would never imagine the things that you've been through and the struggles you've been through. And I think even me, like as I, you know, as I've grown up and we have more and more conversations, I learn more things that you've been through every day right and I just feel like I would love to talk about I would love for you to share with us like your upbringing and how your childhood was and just your teenage years because they were really fucking tough sorry for the my language and sorry before I even let you speak I just you know one of the most beautiful things if you guys can hear anything it's because we're both drinking wine by the way sorry yeah um but I think one of the one of, I mean, there's so many qualities about you that I love, but one of the biggest ones that I admire so much is just your strength. Because if someone meets you right now, they would never, ever have an idea of all the stuff you've been through. So obviously, we don't have enough time to get to everything, right? But I would love if you could talk to us about just like your story, like your upbringing and how challenging that was. And um, yeah, whatever well, you want to share. Um... I did a very humble family. My family was very humble. Um, I did have a very loving childhood. I loved my parents and they adored me. I was the youngest of two older brothers whom they passed away, by the way. I mean, uh, we were very close. And then during my teenage years... Well, they, they didn't pass away in your teenage years. No, they, they didn't pass away. They yeah. passed away like a couple of years ago, but... In my um, teenage years, I um, I was studying. I finished high school. And then when I turned 18, kind of like, it, it sucks in some way because it seemed, it's very little similar like what happened to Lisa. It's, it's weird. And yeah, my father died in my first year of, year of college. What did he die from? And had a liver problem. Mm. So wait, was it, I don't even know this, was it like... Out of the blue, did you have a lot of time? Mm, yeah, he did. He did have a lot of time, and that was worse, knowing that he wasn't going to live or knowing or if that would happen, like, yeah. right, you know, within a month or two. Yeah. But I was, um, he was very, very dear to me, and that was tough for me, of course. But and your parents weren't my, together. They weren't together. Um my father was a little bit like girly, like he loved women, a horrible <laughs> thing. But he, I used to scold him all the time. It, it didn't work. But anyway, and then um, I tried to finish college on my own, but I need needed to help my mom. So um, I finished this secretarial course, um, bilingual secretary, which there weren't a lot of bilingual people in Costa Rica at that time. So I got a job, and then at night I would go to college. I would get other jobs b 
besides the one I had all day long. And then I would get home almost every day about 11, 12 midnight. And weekends were like, okay, if I get to sleep like a little bit longer, I would love it. So then my mom got sick. I had to take care of my mom as well. And and your brothers, they were not helpful. My brothers were a little bit irresponsible. My youngest <laughs> brother bit. was a little bit more helpful than the oldest Well, they both one. had drinking problems. And they both had, um, at that time, the oldest didn't, but his job, he wasn't gaining a lot of money. So, I mean, it was like he couldn't help us a lot. Yeah. So it was it was tough. It was tough because I would get out of work, go to the hospital, see my mom, come back, go to work, um, go feed her. I mean, it was like like that for about a whole year. And then I finally got to bring her home and we stayed home. I used to rent a, a house. I used to pay for everything, absolutely everything. And actually God has been so good to me that I could do it. I mean, I would end up sometimes with tight as heck just for the bus ride right yeah, but so, sometimes you wouldn't even have dinner no no that that's another thing then when um when i got this job in sardima which does where when i i met my husband um it was a tuna company which is very very good for me because sometimes from so many things that i had to pay like rent um, I saved money for two years, guys, to buy a phone. Two years. So I had my home phone. Not a mobile, no. Phone. <laughs> Normal red phone. I remember that. And so, um, of course, I was very short of money and sometimes uh, very lack of food. So what I did in the company, they would give me like free tuna. It was this tuna with vegetables, which I would never forget because <laughs> I spent like two months eating a can of tuna morning, day and night. It's so so now so when somebody says like, would you like a can of <laughs> vegetable tuna? It was like, ah, no, thank you. I pass. But it was, there were tough times, but you know what? It was really weird because I was never like unhappy or complaining or regretful. I would just live, I would just do what I had to do. And it was weird because sometimes I would feel so, so lonely. There was no one there. And all of a sudden, this group of people would knock on the door, either with food or to come and pray with me. So it was something that I always been very close to God in that sense. I think he's, he's never left me. He's never left me, even though it's been really hard. It was really hard. And then the good times came along, right? Well, um, I met Tom at that time. That's and my dad. That's our dad. And Well, you have to tell the story of how you guys met. Somebody, somebody actually... So you guys sent in a few questions when I asked you for questions to uh, for this podcast a little bit ago and so I saved them um, but I think I'm just gonna squeeze them in when I see that they're appropriate so somebody had asked um, to tell us about how you met my dad yeah it was really I was working at our at the company Sardimar which was how old were you I was 18 27 20 no I was I started working at 20 20 actually but I had no, but when you met him, before. when I met him, I was 25, 25, okay. 26. So you're the secretary at this company 
and I'm I'm also helping out with insurance claims and things because they also had boats, the fishing boats and things. So, so my actual boss was leaving, which we got along really well. I really loved him. He was really special person, Frank. And, Shout out, Frank. <laughs> yeah, and so. He came in and he says, you know, I have bad news and good news. He says, I have to leave. And I go, oh, my God, no. He says, but we've got this nice man coming to work. And I already told him that, you know, that you were really special and this and that. Of course, Frank and I became very good friends. So um, I see when Tom walks in the office and I almost had a heart attack. I was like stunned I was like oh my god was it love at first sight I'm in love but I'm not kidding guys when I said I'm in love I was in love I fell in (laughs) love with this guy when I saw him my dad was very handsome by the way I mean it was this tall like ash hair green eye like uh, yeah he was beautiful yeah uh, not really white but but, he had like a tan. tan I mean He's got this beautiful nose. I mean, it was just gorgeous for me. I mean, it was just like, and so we came in, we introduced ourselves and so and so and so. So he was, sorry, he was the new boss. He was the new boss. And, um, and I was the translator. I was a basket case. He used to say to me, (laughs) translating things. I'm still a basket case. Yes, you are. But, you know, he used to crack up. And so, um, we just started this nice relationship about six months after he started working. And we started working like really close and I would stay like late doing hard work and I would never charge him like extra time because they were very special with me. When my mom was sick, they lent me a hand. And yeah. so I was very grateful for that. So whenever they needed me, um, when they used to give me money for the cab, I was like, oh my God, extra money. I would walk. I would try to walk as far as I could. See when I would get a bus, I wouldn't Aww. waste that money. But that was really funny. So one day he decided to ask me out. But a year later. Isn't that like not allowed? And, technically. Um, I don't know. Remember we're talking about. Yeah, a while ago. Like, yeah, a while ago. And he asks me out and he says, you know, you did an amazing job with the insurance companies and this and that, and I would love to take you out. And, and I'm like, wow, I couldn't answer. I swear, guys, I couldn't answer. I just looked at him and I, I turned and left. And then when, when I he talked to like, him, okay. yeah, no, when I talked to him, he he said, oh, my God, I probably offended her. What yeah. did I do? And so I came back. And this is true, right? Yeah, this I is a true story. I came back with the pencil and paper. I put it right in front of him, and I asked him, I said, could you please write that down and sign it for me? <laughs> that he was asking me out because I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I mean, he used to think I was kind of nutty because... You are. And when I was younger, I always loved sports. And so I'm I'm a martial art person. I love Taekwondo. I studied Taekwondo for a lot of years. And so he always said, what are you doing when you have a free time? And I said, well, I'm practicing my martial arts. And he says, what? And I go, yeah, I'm, I do Taekwondo. He says, oh, okay. And so, you know, he finally, we went out. And the first day we went out, we went to dinner. I. I never drank, so 
When he said, what do you want to drink? And I asked him, what are you having? He said, a margarita, which I never forget. And so I said, okay, I'll have one. Of I, don't course, know, I don't know this part of the story. This is me with an empty stomach having a margarita with this gorgeous guy in front of me. And <laughs> did you get hammered? Of course, I did get hammered. <laughs> I did. It was so embarrassing. And I couldn't understand why my plate was moving back and forth. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, dear God. And then he says, are you okay? And I go, um, yeah, I think I'm going to have water for now. <laughs> So, you know, here I am, a little bit tipsy. I ate the food. I started feeling a little better. Then I asked him out. I asked him, you know what? I've never danced with you. How on earth will I ever dance with him? He was my boss. <laughs> I mean, and, and so he just cracked that. And he was, so wait, I want to describe him so that people get a better idea. Obviously, I think the man that you fell in love with and married, you know, when you were 26, 27, 28, I think obviously he changed a lot from that time to, you know, when he was my dad and I was yeah. like 15, 16, 17. Like, I'm oh, not yeah. saying he changed a lot, but like, of course, you know. No, he did. He yeah. Did. Because he was brought up in a different Why don't um, you tell us world. about that? He was brought up with nannies. He was brought up. Yes, he, in, he had a very you know, nice life. Very, very you nice life. You guys had life, incredibly, right? incredibly contrasting lives. And, and I, but I think that's why. See, I think that your humility is what made him an even more beautiful person because I think that if he would have married some, like, some stuck-up snob named Caroline or some <laughs> something, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I'm just giving an example. Yeah. Like, I don't know who that is. I'm just, like, I'm saying an example. Like, if he would have married someone like that, like, I feel like he could have been a very different person. But I think, I think him marrying you... I think you brought him down to earth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think it was a very nice balance, and I think it worked really, really well, because I think he started to pick up, and this was something that I could tell, too, you know, especially being older and, like, looking back also is just, you can, I could tell that so many different habits he picked up from you. Yeah, he did a lot. He, you know, a lot of different things that he picked up with you. So let's just describe him for... I think he wasn't used to, like, he was, you know, not used to talking to waiters. He wasn't used to talking to people, maybe with a different social life. He, you know, and he was also shy. I'm not he saying was very that he shy, was yeah. a snob, no, but he was also shy. Yeah. But then he was brought up in that way. And then when we started going out and here I am, you know, I waiter would come in and I'm like oh hi how are you and how's your family how are your kids and how's this <laughs> and then he would be like do you have to talk to everyone <laughs> and I'm like well they're people um we're having dinner I said yeah we're not asking him to sit with us I'm just saying how are his family and so he started you know realizing yeah. that by talking by being a better person and being just a normal human being I think being more warm people and... are are love that yeah. and 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 you just I you know, he, when I met him, he was divorced, right? And he had three kids. I always would tell him, like, what if this is one of your sons? What if this is one of your sons working as a waiter, yeah. working a parking lot? I mean, what? You wouldn't like anybody mistreating anyone. And yeah. well, who are we to mistreat anybody else? Yeah. You know, and my parents were like that. I was like that. My brothers were like that. So it's something I think that you have in you. Because mm -hmm. my mom would, would never, I, I got used to like having my mom 
invite people who she never seen in her life just because they were hungry and whatever food we had she would share it with people so I was brought up in that way so I'm not I wasn't used to like seeing anybody else otherwise right but um you know he said at the end and he said I'm really grateful that I learned so much from you what do you mean at the end at the end when he was like older like when um when we he was were sick? married for no, once we were married, I don't know where were we, but somebody told them that that they loved me and that I was really cool and that, you know, that I was so different from everybody else's wives and this and that. And, and he said, like, I'm really grateful that I've learned a lot from her. How would you describe him? Um, he was very kind. He was very kind. Um, I would go up to him and say, like, Oh, sweetie, you know, this lady needs, like, let's say, a refrigerator. Um, she doesn't have anything to eat. And he would just say, well, what are you waiting for? Let's yeah. go get her one. Let's go get the food. Let's go. He was and very we smart. We just go. But let's describe him. In a so way, he was, he was very giving. He was oh, very he kind. he was brilliant. So smart. Smart is one thing, but he was brilliant. Yeah. He was like, he built up this company that, thank God, we were really blessed with it. And and he learned that what we had were blessings. Mm -hmm. That what we had is not. I think you taught him to. I think because you, sorry to interrupt you. I think because you grew up so, you know, humble and and really knowing what it meant to not have dinner some days because it was either. You're paying for your mom at the hospital for my bus ticket, and right. for your bus to get home or you're eating. And, you know, you had like you and me, like you and I, you were very close with your mom. Right. You guys had a very close relationship. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I would if I were in the if I were in your shoes, I would do the same thing. Um, but I think because you have and had that perspective of knowing what it was like to be in that position Whereas he never, you know, was in that position, which, you know, we're all we're all dealt different cards in life because you had that perspective, because you were brought up in such a different way, because you struggled so much. I think you taught him to have a, a different perception of money and to see it as it's a blessing. And that's all it is. And that's all it is. Exactly. Because... Really, it doesn't make anyone better or worse. I mean, no. I, I, in the sense of like, it doesn't um, make you a better person than me. Like, like it, it's pe people that knew me there and know me now. I never understood why they always said to me, "Oh my God, you never changed." And I'm like, I don't see anybody changing. I mean, I'm me. This is me. Yeah. What? Why? I never understood because they some people, some people you know, do. Some people think that money makes them better than everyone else and it's stupid but anyway so let's let's finish describing him so he was very kind okay very kind very smart very smart very um he like loves sports he loved to be in good shape yeah so he used to play tennis he used to do exercises he loved but he was very to quiet race. he was shy people will never understand that he was shy but also quiet he you didn't want to he wasn't that social and he was at a point where he would never buy stuff that would show like brands or oh yeah show what he was wearing it was he was funny he was he very low-key very 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 low-key and um so wait let's let's move on so 
he passed away. And one thing I want to say, um, we were his world. My daughters and I were like his world. He he really loved us and he lived for us. So imagine to find somebody like that nowadays. It's hard. Oh God, is it hard? Well, I mean, it's, I mean it's impossible. I I think, I, think I, I, I also have like such a such an incredible example of I think I'm so lucky in the sense that you know, I've been through a lot of shit, but I had and still have, thank God, beautiful parents. And an incredible father, right? And, I mean, obviously, you're amazing. But, like, I had such an incredible father that I look for those qualities in the guys that I talk to and the people that I date. And, and it's 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 hard. It is hard. Yeah. It but is you can't... Hard. I mean, everyone's different, you know? But, so, okay. He passed away almost 10 years ago. Nine, exactly. Nine years. Nine years. Which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. I can't believe it's been nine years. No, me neither. It's funny, you know. And you guys were together for almost 30. Yeah. Almost 30 yeah. years. So what would you say to somebody who's who just lost someone in their life? Well, if um, you had a really good marriage, be thankful that... But maybe maybe not even like a husband, but just so, like... Oh, like anyone? Like if you lost someone okay, very special well, to if you. if you lost someone very special, what I learned through all my losses because you know guys it's not only one it's been a lot my mom was a great hit for me as well and I would say that I always became I'm always close to God and the virgin I must say I'm I'm Catholic and I'm I gotta tell you that and you do come close and the closer you get to them the more strength you have and just saying that you will find the strength um, by letting everything out, by... Well, some people aren't religious. Talking, so what, what would you say to people By talking that... to a good person. Like, I didn't know I was depressed for a while until... I mean, a nun, a friend of mine, you know, a nun, we were really good friends. She said, you know, you should go see a psychologist. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? No, it's only crazy people go see. She was like, I mean, don't no. say that. No, I mean, but that's what she used to say yeah. in my time. Yeah. And we, we didn't, we didn't, no one ever in my life knew about psychologists, right? Remember, guys, I'm talking about like 40, 45 years ago, right? Yes. 40, 30 years ago. And so I finally went and I got very lucky. I found this beautiful person is a psychologist and she said to me you know you're depressed and you haven't talked about what happened to you you have to talk you have to let it out yeah you know if you feel like you want to sleep all day sleep all yeah. day if yeah, you, you have to walk, walk all day I always, that's it I always talk about that but it's you have to honor your feelings and and be thankful you know think that it, it's so nice that I went through that I met this person that that I was so lucky to spend time to have this person in my life. Yeah. You know, I I have a couple of very good friends. One in particular is like a sister to me. We've known each other all my life. And I dread. I mean, and, and I go, I, I hope I don't lose her. And she says the same thing to me. She says, you know, if I die, will you take care of my kids? And I go, are you kidding me? If I die, you take care of my kids, you know. <laughs> and we're both these 65-year-old ladies talking about who's taking care of kids. But um, it is hard. It, it's very hard. And 
the thing is that I, I understand when somebody dies, like if you lose a parent, if you lose a husband, if you lose a brother, um, thank God I have my girls still, but if you lose people, I understand exactly how you're feeling. Yeah. You know, I can identify with you. So I would love to be able to help people who, who are going through this type of grief. of grief. I would love to do it. I mean, I would, you know, if I could go to go, go to their house or, or if they need me or take them out, whatever. Okay, guys, if you need you know? someone to talk to. Yeah, or if you need to have a glass of wine, too. I love wine. <laughs> so somebody asked, what are some secrets or some tips that were helpful for you to keep, you know, the fire alive in your marriage? I'm my craziness. You know, what you does always, that mean? That means that, let's see, you, I was just, you have to be yourselves. Okay. First of all, be authentic with your, with your, with your, um, husband, husband or partner or, spouse, or partner or yeah. whatever. Be authentic. Be yourself. Don't hide who you are. Don't hide, not even with makeup. If you have to wake up with dark spots underneath your eyes, wake up with dark spots on any of your eyes. I mean, um, be real, be real. And then just be communicative, be very sincere. Communicative. Communicative. Yeah, I couldn't say it. <laughs> um, be very sincere with each other. Tom and I, we always told everything. Even the slightest dumb thing that would happen to me, I would go and tell him about it. So the relationship becomes your friend and it's the same, at the same time, your partner, your husband, you know, wherever it is. So... Beskiness? Guys, one of my boyfriends is calling me. One of my boyfriends. boyfriends. Um, okay, and wait. So that's what it is. And then, you know, do little things like special dinners when he's not expecting. Um, Tom was very shy. Remember that. And... I used to Wait, like, can you tell the story of how, tell the story of how you wanted him to kiss you, but he wouldn't kiss you? Oh, because that's another thing. He was so respectful. I right? See. Right? Remember, this is like, I was 28 years old, 27, because we married at 28. And I fell in love with him at 26 and a half. So 26 and yeah, a half. Yeah, I think it was 26 <laughs> and so I oh, was and like. Oh, and wait, sorry. Can you tell? He was older than you. Yeah, he was old. He was 15 years older than I was. Mm. But he didn't look like it. And no. still, he never did. No, he it looked was so amazing. young. amazing. Yeah. And so we would go out. We would go to the theater. So wait, how long did it take him for, for to did it take for him to kiss you? Oh my you? God, almost four months. No, that's a joke. Yeah, no, that's it, a joke. It, it's not a joke. And you know what? Did you guys hold hands? Um, I would try. One day at the theater, I almost like went over him because I wanted him to hold my hand. He was just so respectful. Mommy, if I don't he kiss a guy there. on the first date, it's not happening. Well, right now, it's more than kissing. <laughs> In my time, kissing was there. Just the, but, you know, and then he... That day he, he took me home and as he was leaving, I go, I go, hey, I go like that. Do you plan to kiss me at any point? <laughs> and it was like he turned red. I mean, when I tell you he Pobrecito. turned red, he was red as a tomato. He came back. 
gave me this kiss, almost kills himself because he tripped over a rock and all that, and, and he left. It's just so crazy because he was so handsome, and it's like... He had a lot of admirers, too. And, and yet he was still so... It's almost like he didn't know how handsome he was. You know what I mean? No, I don't think he did. Which is so cool. Like, I would love to meet someone who is so, like, unaware of their beauty because then they wouldn't be a fuckboy. Do you know what a fuckboy is? No. Can you imagine? Un perro. Oh, okay. So my next question for you. Somebody asked, um, what kind of teenager was I? Was I rebelde? Was I girly? Was I confident? Oh, my God. Lisa was the craziest thing. Um... (laughs) She would I, I wear, think I'm first crazier of all, now. she would wear, oh, she wouldn't wear anything. That's more <laughs> likely. And her dad would just, I would hear him screaming at each other. You're not going out like that. You're not. Put something else on. Okay, finally. She would leave. And the funny thing is that I knew what she was going to do. She would wear something on top of what she was wearing. Of course. And, and right around the corner, she would take everything off. <laughs> um, she would come home because, you know, in Costa Rica, your people drink at very early age. Yeah. And you can go to clubs and you yeah. can do a lot of stuff. And I had no idea she had even a VIP in this nightclub. I was I almost got a heart attack. Somebody told me, she says, oh, Lisa has this VIP table. And I'm like, What? <laughs> You're kidding, right? I no. knew all, I was best friends with every yeah. person that worked there. And I'm like, oh, my God. And and so I was like, Lisa, I'm picking you up. But no, people, no, you're picking up a 10. No, like, I mean, it was always this. I always had a curfew. She was like, oh, no, that, yeah, curfew. God forbid if she didn't have a curfew. Yeah. But, you know, she was very old, very partying and very friendly. And they loved her. And um, Who's they? All your friends. Oh. Their friends. But you're were, only talking about the crazy. I was... That's it? That's all you would describe me as? Well, teenager, between 15, 16, and 17, you were very crazy. And then, right around But I worked really hard. Oh, no, no. She always had good grades. That, I mean, yeah. You always were very good in school. and. But I think that's why you guys, like, let me... Yeah. And I wasn't even the craziest of my friends, no, okay? And, that's and... the That's the thing, is, like... I was like, I was one of the only ones that had a curfew. I always respected my curfew. Yeah, I tried to extend it, but like it didn't always work. My dad was very strict. Yeah, he was. And, but like, I wasn't even, you know, the craziest one. And I'm just saying like, I worked my ass off. And I think that's why you guys, you know, would let me. No, he knew that she was very bright and, and he knew that she always got good grades. And then the teacher would call me and tell me that they were very happy to have Lisa as a student that what have I done that day she was great and they were so polite and they were so here and I just, there. I like to party. And, what can I you say? You know, that made us really proud because yep. everything we taught them, they were doing it. And then what were you going to say when I turned 18? No, and then when, I mean, this happened, turned 18, I mean, she, I think you had to mature like a little well, bit. Well, so my, my dad, know. my dad got sick when I turned 18, when I was we 18. We were going to college. Well, you were going to go to college? No, you were. I was going to go yeah, to college. We were going to drop you off at college. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. But, um, yeah, so my dad got sick right when I graduated yeah. high school. I was 18. And I feel like I became a totally different person. Like, I, I used to be so 
even though I was fun and social and I love my friends, I love going out, like, I was still generally speaking a little more shy. Like, I would, you know, if I had to go talk to somebody random, I wouldn't, I would dread it. If I had to go do something by myself, I would dread it. Like, I was kind of more... No, but she was always like that. The, you never that, liked to that's go what talk I, That's to what I'm saying, but now I'm stuff. totally different. I know, I'm amazed. Right? I mean, Isn't it crazy? I another person. I'm another person. But you know person. what? It, I think but that's hereditary so much, because no. Tom was very shy. Mommy, and, that's not it. It's because I... Situations in my life forced me... To come out. To change. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and even though they were so shitty, and it, it wasn't just my dad, there were other things too, that happened, you know, when I turned 18 and then in my 20s, um, that made me change. And I feel like I'm a, especially right now, like, I'm 28 right now, and I feel like I'm a whole different human. Like, I just feel so different. You know what I mean? No, yes. And you are. And, and... Somebody else asked... um, She's like my right hand. Lisa's my right hand. I I don't know what I would do without her. Yeah, same. Um, Somebody else asked, what is your favorite thing about me and your least favorite thing about me? So you can do the least favorite one first. The least favorite is that she gets mad like at the moment and then she yells. Mommy. Yeah, she says she doesn't. Oh my God. And she goes like, no. And then, you know, and I'm like, don't scream. Mommy, baby. when was the last time I yelled? Well, I don't know, but you did. No, you did. when? I don't, know. I don't yell anymore. You know, come to think of it, you haven't yelled in this trip. But not That's even true, not guys. even in this trip. When was the last time I no, yelled? No, you, you, you used to, like, be really upset and then yell. It's like you would talk so loud and... It's that not thing. yelling. You're making it sound so bad. I never yeah. yelled. It was well, just... maybe loud. Yeah, maybe loud. I mean, I talk really loud, but I think it's... And it's still something I'm... Like more, a little impatient. Yes, I will agree very to that. Impatient. I'm very impatient. It's yeah. something I work on. I really work on trying to be more patient, but it's also like, you know, I tend to be with like the relationships in my life and with situations that are more personal so like not really work stuff but like well actually sometimes even work stuff I tend to be more emotional rather than logical and I I'm trying to work on being more logical because I don't want to react on my emotions but I have so many emotions and I'm actually so sensitive and that's something that like people don't see or don't really people don't realize it because I'm so tough or I have like this tough exterior, but I'm so, I have so many emotions, and they I get carried away. No, I know you're sensitive. But I don't yell. No, I, I don't know. yell at you. I don't want I people to think I sensitive. yell at you. You know, it's funny because people sometimes don't see you. Don't see you a lot of what a do you lot mean? of like you know. This is an example in Costa Rica. A lot of people and friends say to me, "Oh my God, you're so lucky. You don't have a single problem." And I just look at them and I'm like. Oh, oh, people don't thank know. Thank you. And he says, yeah, that's because a you're stupid always comment. smiling, you're always happy, but that's the way I am. That's my character. Yeah, but that's that's, a, that's such a stupid thing to say. Yeah, it is. And and some people just say things that maybe But what that what does that have know? to do with me? That you are strong. You Lisa beside it, you say that you that you feel like like weak and sensitive, you're very strong. No, not weak. I don't think I'm 
No, we can. And I can't. Let's see. Sometimes I, I get very fragile. That's fragile, the word. Exactly. Yeah. And but you at the same time you're very. No, strong. I know that I'm so strong, but that's also why it's so hard for me to sh- to show my emotions. Like I'll give an example. The other day, I went to my I went into my mom's room, two nights ago, and I just sat on her bed and I started crying, and. That was so hard for me to do. I don't know if you realize that. Like, because I, it's so hard for me to do that with anyone. Because it's almost like I feel like I can't, like I can't do it or I can, I'll figure it out. It'll be okay. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to, sh- I don't want to, whatever, you know? And I never want to put my shit onto anyone, especially you. But the other day I felt like I was drowning. I just, you know, this full moon has me all effed up. And I, I just felt like I was drowning and I was like in my room and I was just going to go to bed. And then I was like, you know what? Like my mom is literally here. Like it's not like you're here every single day, you know? And mm-hmm. then I was like, if I feel like I want to let this out and I need, and I want to vent, I'm going to do it. But like it took balls for me to be like, okay, I'm going to go. And even with us that you're, we're so close, you know, but I don't do that often. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I never do that. But if you need to do it, you should do it. I know. It's just easier said than done. Um, somebody asked, what do you wish you knew when you were in your 20s? Or what would you? What advice would you give to yourself in your 20s? You know, that's a very good question. I would say maybe to get to know people a little bit more I'm a very trustworthy person and naive you're naive and I always thought everybody was good yeah and because you're because you have such pure intentions you think everyone else is gonna have pure intentions and so I wish I had a lot a little bit more of of, how you say malicia yeah I tried I try to put it in her but she's just the pure as pure as they come or a little bit more dis discernment and no no i you discernment to 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 navigate whether somebody's intentions are pure or not like you have a very hard that, time you know, and, and i have a lot of discernment in a lot of things yes but, you do but with people i always feel that they can't harm no you, you, you the thing, the thing with you is this to you the thing and... with you is you give everybody the benefit of the doubt you give everyone a chance and some people don't deserve a chance that's the problem. So when I when you say um, I would have loved to know and um, know, be a little bit more cautious, cautious with people, and maybe not that trustworthy. But yeah, I I did get a lot of I suffered a lot with a lot of that stuff. Yeah, with, with friends, with you know, it's when, like a double edged sword because yeah. you're so good, and and then they take advantage of yeah. you in a lot of things and. I don't think it's fair because no. if you do things because you love people, you know, they should be grateful. Yeah, they but should... so the thing is, the thing with that is, you know, I firmly believe everything comes around. So if if there are people that are out there with bad intentions and doing shitty things to people, that's going to come back to them. Like, that's why, and that's how you've always raised me and my dad too is, is and never, you guys raised me to do my best no, with people best and then and treat it, people it, kindly and that's it and it's like you don't want to treat anybody badly period but especially because no, like everything no. todo en la vida comes back to comes you comes back to you and then you say my mom will always used to say the same don't do to others what yeah. you don't want to be done to you you know so we grew up even to my brothers they would say you know don't hurt women 
you don't do things to women if you don't want somebody to do this to your sister. Yeah. So we were brought up in that sense. So I go, you know, we, we never thought about doing well, you any didn't harm say, to anyone. You said, what right? was, you, what, you said what was the least thing you liked about me. You didn't say the one, your favorite. Oh, no. My favorite is that, you know, she's strong. She's funny. Um, she Just has one a thing, great mommy. heart. Okay, you have a beautiful heart. You have a beautiful heart. What does that mean? That you love people. And they always try to help and do the best and be the best for everybody. Thank you. They always try to help. It's very nice. Um, What advice would you give me right now? It's just to keep being the way you are and to become closer to God. Even though she smiles. You know, she's smiling right now. You know that. That's it? That's all you would tell but, me? But, yeah. I think God fix, fixes everything if you have a problem. Just have to have faith. Why do you think we have such a good relationship? Well, maybe because you're my daughter. And you no, my that's and not you're... true. <laughs> because there are a lot, of, um, a lot of people that don't have such a close relationship with their mom. And it, doesn't, it has nothing to do with them being their daughter or son. I think we're very much alike in a lot of ways. Um, in the ways, let's say we think, and if you can see, I'm, I'm pretty respectful. I don't, I mean, I respect what you do. I can advise you, but I'm not always on top of you. Yeah. Like, why are you doing this? What are you doing? Don't no. do this. Don't do that. I support you in everything you want to do. If I see that it's going to be for your own good, of course. Yeah. And, um, and if I can advise you, I will. So, so what what would you say to somebody that maybe they, you know, they are not that close with their mom, but they want to improve their relationship? I would say try to understand what's wrong. Try to understand um, if it's because your mom maybe wants to rule you or wants to tell you what to do. And maybe you can sit down with her and say, look, um, Let's work this out, or I want to do this, but you want me to do this, but I want to do this because this is better for me. And I am so grateful that you're trying to help me, but this is not good. This is not who I am, Yeah. or this is not what I want. I think with love and understanding, communication, you know, and, communication and be a little bit humble, because sometimes somebody does something to me and we say, or to us, and we say, like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to forgive him. I'm not. She did this. She, and that makes you worse. That yeah. makes you Heavy. sick. Heavy. That makes yeah. you have this horrible feeling in your heart. So if you forgive, even if it's hard, if yeah. it's hard for you, just try to forgive. But forgi- to forgive. forgiveness forgiveness is so much more for yourself than even for the other person. Because if, if, if you don't forgive anyone in your life for, for whatever the things, you know, I'm sure... This is so hard because I don't know, you know, every situation is different, but forgiving someone else for something harmful that they've done to you is going to be so much more helpful to you than to them because you're liberating yourself of that. And one of the hardest and most horrible things to carry, I think, is resentment. And that, I think, comes with forgiveness. Resentment can make you sick. And I'm not kidding, guys. Resentment can make you ill. So if you resent somebody, just, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm the least perfect person in this world. But (laughs) one day I was very, very much hurt by someone. And I told this to my friend, the nun. 
That's the only one, my confidant. And she said to me, Maria, you have to bless this person every day. And I'm like, are you nuts? I want to bless this person when you do this and this and this and this. And, you know? and she says, yes. And you'll see how this will work out. And, you know, I would really, really talk to God. And I would, I would tell him, I would say, like, listen, God, um, I'm saying this, not from my heart. I'm saying this from my mouth out. Bless so-and-so. You know, he he or she hurt me a lot. And, and right now, if I see that person, I could throw up. But bless them, because Lord told me to. And I would do that every day. You know, guys, and I'm not kidding. It came to a point where I would say, like, bless this person. Yeah, like genuinely. Bless this person, because yeah. I think... This person is hurting more oh, than yeah. I well, am. Have you ever heard the expression, hurt, and, hurt people hurt people? Yeah. And so right now, if I see this person, I don't know where it is or where he is. Um, I love him. I love him. I love her. I don't feel a single thing. I mean, I could do a favor if they ask me. But, you know, it takes time and yeah. it takes effort and it takes you wanting to do it. Even so, if it comes out of email like I started. Yeah. You know? What, very different question, but if you had to picture who I'm going to marry. <laughs> Someone who doesn't like onions. <laughs> she hates onions. Unless they're fried. And I love onions. So, yeah, we have a rule. She's yeah. not allowed to use onions in her eggs because you believe, it guys? stinks up the whole apartment. No, I'm serious. If you had to picture, like, let's just pretend you have to picture, like, who I'm going to marry. Or in the, let's not go that far. Let's <laughs> let's say yeah, that's like a lot. <laughs> let's picture you have to picture my next boyfriend, okay? What does he look like, and who is like describe him to me? Like, could you even imagine? I've never been in love. Can you even imagine me in love? Oh yeah, I can imagine you in love. You I can. Just I just said you haven't met the right. person. No, I know I haven't. You haven't met the right person. So yet. you don't like any of my boyfriends right um, now. Because I don't know them. I haven't seen. I mean, how can I like someone? I don't. I'm not gonna judge. So I don't what? Know what? Them. What do you think he's gonna be like? Who can you see me with? Well, I see you with a person that I hope is strong, because you're a strong person. Yeah. And if this person is weak, you're gonna get sick and tired of him within a year. If I'm that's a I'm long putting time. Putting it along, that's what I was gonna say. So you would have to find somebody with a strong So you character. mean somebody who's going to put me in my place. Is no, that what you're trying to say? No, no. Strong, like, like go along with you. Go along with what you like, with what, with what you want to do. Support you. Yeah. And most of all, just, I would, I always pray for that. Love you the way you are. Yeah. We can always change because I, if you have a partner, you know, a relationship is it's a two way street. Yeah, it's two people. So you can't pretend that he's gonna change because I don't like that. And I don't say to say doesn't like that. No. I you know, maybe that's why my relationship worked a lot. Because I never care about special material thing, I didn't care. Tom would say like, um, oh I don't can we buy this? I love this. Go buy it. I mean, you like it, put it in there. You like that couch? Maybe I wouldn't be crazy about the freaking oh, couch. No, I don't know. And then I would no. say, yeah, go ahead, buy it. No, you know, I need to love the couch. He had very good taste. Yes, he had. That's one thing. He had excellent taste. Yes. But I never, 
I wasn't going to fight for a lamp. But it's because you don't care about those things. Those things. I know? would care about the lamp. Yeah, but then you're not going to make a I, fight. No, I think you have to pick your battles. About I think you have to pick the things. Something so ridiculous. You have to pick your battles. You know, and then just talk about it. When, yeah. when there were, like, greater things, like buying something more and more expensive. Then I mean, you a would couch is expensive. And talk to me. And say, you know, I want to buy, let's say, Mommy, a how car did we get here? This and that. I don't this know. Not because you question. said no. about a guy. You have to have this relationship where you have to understand each other. Yeah. And mean. communicate. Yeah. And talk. Maybe not about little things, but big things. Yeah. You know, can we buy this? Is it okay? I just, you know, guys, it's, it's different with me because I never care about those things. I mean, I would care. If, you know, let me let me tell you that what this Anecdota, anecdota, story. story. When my father-in-law died, he was a beautiful person. I didn't have, I went to the funeral. I always wore jeans, t-shirts, and tennis shoes. I think that's why, I think I got that you from know? you because that's all I like to that's, wear. That was my dressing code. And Tom never said anything about it. My best friend would always say, you know, you should buy something else. Poor people, they're going to think Tom has you like this Poor thing in there, locked up in the house, not worrying. And so I'm like, um, so we left. We went to Mexico. That's where the funeral was. And my sister-in-law, who reminds me a lot of Lisa, because she loves all these beautiful things and makeup. She was gorgeous. She was a very beautiful woman. Um, she goes to me. She says, um, we're ready to go. I was wearing black jeans and a black plate shirt I can never forget and a vest and she says a vest yeah I know she says you should get ready <laughs> <laughs> and I I look at her and I'm like Judy I'm ready <laughs> and she says but you're wearing tennis shoes <laughs> and I'm like well yeah that's all I have <laughs> and she looks at Tom and Tom goes don't look at me she doesn't like shoes <laughs> So right there and then she drags me to the, at this time, La Zona Rosa was one of like, like Hollywood Boulevard, I'd say, you know, yeah. it was one of those things in Mexico City. She takes me there, buys me a pair of black shoes, and she says, at least wear these. That's so funny. You, ha you guys, you know, that was the worst <laughs> two hours of my life. <laughs> but now you like shoes. nice things. Oh, no, I love them, but... I came back, just those shoes, I gave them away as soon as I got back and back to my tennis shoes. But, you know, so I'm not into, like, a lot of stuff. Lisa has taught me a lot of things. Though. Okay, so we're going to have to start wrapping it up. Okay. And my last question for you is, what do you think about all this? What do you think about the podcast? What do you think about what I'm doing on Instagram? What do you think about... Yeah, because you listen to a, a few of the podcast episodes. Yeah, I, listen. I listen to them, and um, I think it's great. I think that if you're young and you want to do something, if you have a dream and you can do it or you can start doing it, do it. Do it. Because right now I'm 65 years old. I didn't do a lot of things that I wanted to do. And I feel happy just watching Lisa be so happy doing all these great things that she does and talking to all these beautiful people that she says that she talks to and seeing the smile in her face and when somebody makes a comment about her I'm so happy 
you know, it, it's beautiful. I think it's great. I, I'm very happy for her. And I told her that she has my full support in whatever she wants to do. So I'm, I'm with you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. I wish we had more wine so we could cheers. But we're both, we're done, right? Did yeah, you finish your done. wine? I have like a little, little bit. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I'm sure we're going to have many more episodes. This was just the first one. So okay. we we gave people the introduction. We told people about, you know. Guys, tell me if you know I'm really crazy and, you know, and if what you want me to talk about or <laughs> things like we're gonna that. We're going to do, and, we'll do a mom series. And, and if you're in Miami and you want to have a glass of wine with me, just give me a buzz and I'll <laughs> go down. And she really will. Like, I'll treat you she to a glass of wine. really will. I will, yeah. I will. But... <laughs> Thank you for telling us a little bit of your story. Thank you for opening up. Thank you for just sharing your beautiful energy. Because I think, you know, you guys send me the most beautiful messages. You guys, like, blast me up when my mom is on my stories. Because everyone loves you. You're so sweet, guys. You're beautiful, really. I don't know you, but I love you. You're great. (laughs) And everybody loves you. And, you know... My mom is sometimes she'll just be like, I don't understand. Like, why? Why? Why do they love me? And I'm like, because you're beautiful, like not even physically, but you just have this the most the purest heart and the most magnetic, the, the most magnetic energy that makes anyone, you know, you light up a room and you make anyone feel special. You make everyone feel special. You make everyone feel seen. And that's a beautiful quality. So. I don't want to talk about it because I'll cry, but I, you already know how much I love you. And I feel so lucky every single day of my life to have a mom like you. Thank you. Because you're my mom, but you're also, you're my best friend. So it's such a cool relationship to, that we can have, that we just get along so well. You know, I know that not everybody has that with their mom. And so I feel so lucky to have that. I really do. And I thank God for you every single day. Um, And I'm praying that God will send me a beautiful um husband yes me too because hopefully if he he's like six know. five and, and, and an athlete you know that would be nice um but we're gonna go have dinner guys we're gonna go have a little more wine and have dinner but my mom will come back don't worry thank you for listening to us really you're welcome this has been like a, this has been like a really really great time for me um I've been here with Lisa for, I came, let me tell you the last thing, I came for a week. week. And she's been here two months. I've been here two months. (laughs) And I didn't let her leave, but she has to go pick up some shoes. And I have to go back on Saturday and just take care of my house back home. And then, God willing, and the Virgin, I will come back again. And I hope I can talk to you again. So if you have any more questions about my craziness, feel free (laughs) to ask me yes thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you for sharing your story with thank us you for, for an having hour. me you're so welcome let's go eat mm-hmm. i'm hungry let's go eat yeah with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.